episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Welcome back to Calm, Cool, and Connected. So here at Calm, Cool, and Connected, we want to get out some very important information because when you are pregnant, it can be a difficult journey in and of itself, but even after you have your baby, the journey continues. And so that's why I'm so happy to welcome Dr. Shana Ali here to the show today. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Definitely. So... Dr. Shana, I know that we hear sometimes that pregnancy can be difficult, emotions can change, but can you give us a little bit more information about why this is such an important topic to really share and talk about? Oh, absolutely. And it's kind of hard to know where to start because it's important on so many levels. Yeah. thinking about, you know, pregnancy is a really common occurrence for many individuals. So experiencing that, it's not as rare as some other mental health concerns. When we think about pregnancy, there's both a physical and emotional side. So, you know, being a mental health therapist, I often think about the mental health side, but there's physical components is there as well. So thinking about all the hormonal changes that that actually influences what's going on with your mental health and then back and forth in that way. It's really important to recognize that we don't often talk about this, which really sets folks up for a really difficult experience in pregnancy. However, it's really common. So ranging from baby blues, which is just about a few weeks following pregnancy that hormones really shift, and then we experience a big shift in our mental health, ranging from that all the way through more of postpartum depression, anxiety, psychosis, OCD. There's a range of mental health concerns that can occur after pregnancy. And it's important to recognize that pregnancy lasts several months and mental health concerns can even pop up then. And then finally, thinking about individuals who are already living with mental health concerns, pregnancy can also bring those back to the surface since it's such a life changing event. So really prominent, really common, but we don't talk about it. So we really fail women by preparing the best that they can. They're inhibited because we don't talk about it. Agreed. Agreed. And so why do you think, Dr. Shana, that it's not talked about enough? Is it fear of judgment? Is it just feeling isolated? What have you seen on the reasons why it's not shared? Yeah, great question. And I think this spans even wider to why mm -hmm. we don't talk about mental health in general, right? You know, a lot of times I've spoken to clients who are for the first time acknowledging their mental health symptoms, the first time recognizing their anxiety, their depression, what have you. And there's so much stigma around mental health still. I say yes. still because I think we're coming a lot. We've come a far way and I think progress is being made. A lot of folks understand a little bit more that mental health is something we all have and the responsibility of fostering mental well-being is important for each and every one of us. But there's these really old school stereotypical thoughts that, you know, there's a certain type of person who has a mental health concern and what that looks like. And that means you're not functioning or what have you. And, you know, there are extreme cases, but we all have mental health and it's important for all of us. So I think the stigma for pregnancy related mental health stems from that wider umbrella of stigma, first of all. Mm -hmm. 
And then I think, you know, we, there is a little, you mentioned like that isolation. I think that especially for individuals who are experiencing pregnancy for the first time, that is a big shift in what their life may look like. And while there may be this familiarity, there's also those expectations. So Mm. societal expectations at large often can trigger mental health concerns, especially anxiety. So you have individuals who, you know, you have a woman who thinks, well, my body was made to do this. You know, millions of women have done this. So I should be able to do this with no issue. Right. Right. And then you just have the dynamic of if folks don't talk about it, then you have folks feeling particularly isolated when they start to experience symptoms. And then Mm. there's that shame and guilt which, you know, really serves as a huge obstacle in getting folks the proactive intervention that they need to be able to be successful in being healthy for themselves, but for their babies and their families. Definitely. And you said so many points that now I'm not even quite sure where, which one to latch onto, but the one, the couple that I think about are, you know, we are in that movement where mental health is starting to be considered as health. Thank goodness. But then you also mentioned the shame and shame can be one of those emotions that can really just hold a person back from seeking help. So moving in just a little different direction, are there certain people who are more likely to experience mental health concerns with pregnancy and then maybe have that shame come into play as a factor? The answer is yes and no. So first of all, I'm always really hesitant when answering this type of question because it might seem like, okay, I don't meet those checkbox items. So, you know, when I get pregnant, this is not going to be a concern for me. And it's really important to recognize that mental health concerns in pregnancy can affect any pregnant person across the board, right? So it doesn't matter if you have you know, if you're partnered, right, or if you're married, or if you are employed, it can still happen. Now, with that being said, there are certain factors that can put somebody more at risk. So according to the literature, you know, being a minority, specifically a woman of color can put you more at risk, being underemployed or unemployed, having any sort of financial concern, Even being partnered, but being partnered with someone who's unsupportive, or even if you're in more of an intimate partner violence type relationship. And then, of course, if you've had a previous history of mental health concerns, and that can be if you have a history of anxiety, trauma, something that is separate from pregnancy. But of course, if you've been pregnant before and you've experienced pregnancy related mental health concerns, you're more likely to experience it again. Doesn't mean it's definite. But there is the, it's important to recognize that everybody can experience pregnancy-related concerns who are pregnant. And then there's certain risk factors that can make somebody, you know, have to focus on this a little bit more. Yes. And mental health concerns, they don't discriminate. It can happen to any one of us. So I love that you're promoting that message. What are signs to look for? So if someone's listening mm-hmm. or watching, what are things to keep on the forefront? Yeah. You know, something I think about when we think about signs is also knowing what's the realm of signs that are totally typical and normal, 
right? Yes. And I think starting with the baby blues is a nice aspect of that. So the baby blues occurs a few days after pregnancy and is expected because of that big hormonal shift, right? So many women may experience more of that shift in mood, mood swings, feeling low, not feeling super attached to their newborn. And that's actually quite common. Now, mm. I know that, you know, years ago, I wasn't hearing folks talk about the baby blues. I think more people don't talk about it and they talk about how happy they are. I could see how for someone this might be jarring to be experiencing those emotions and think this must be abnormal. And it's actually right. quite normal and related to physical health, right? So knowing that first. Now, baby blues only last a few weeks. Now, if we go more past that 10-day mark and you're experiencing extreme anxiety, so that's nervousness, you know, this, this worry, this fear, that would be more of postpartum anxiety realm, or you're really struggling to feel attached, you feel unsupported, you're struggling in that way, mood swings. Now, the one symptom that makes me laugh a little bit is people say, you know, like insomnia or lack of sleep. I don't know which new parent is sleeping well. To be <laughs> yes. So maybe that one, you know, take with a grain of salt, but you know, general emotional changes that you weren't experiencing before. And you know, Rachel, I think it's important to recognize that I'm talking a lot right now about postpartum, but all of these could happen during pregnancy as well. I'm so glad that you brought that up. That's a perfect segue because I was going to ask you, a lot of times this phrase gets thrown around to women. Oh, I was the happiest during pregnancy. You know, I, I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was easy. But then I also hear from plenty of other women who suffered from major depression, lots of struggles. So can you speak to that experience that it is all over the map for all women? It sure is. And you even have folks who are dealing with mental health concerns concerns in pregnancy, mm. who can have those spurts of moments as well. And I could see how that would be really confusing of one day I feel really happy, but then there's this spurt of time that I'm feeling really low and isolated and confused or anxious, right? So I think it's important to recognize that these concerns can come up in pregnancy itself, because according to the research that we have around more of perinatal depression or anxiety, you know, pregnancy related concerns for mental health is that if we intervene proactively, so if we mm. recognize that it's happening within the first three trimesters, right? Once you're preparing for that fourth trimester with baby, then you may already be working on it, right? So say, for example, someone notices these mood swings that they have not had before and nervousness and fear that is brand yes. new. It's better safe than sorry to then start seeing a professional to recognize, you know, is this, you know, just normal adjustment to a new milestone or is this something that kind of goes into that clinical range? And, you know, even if it is the latter, then that gives you time to work on that before baby gets here, right? So that proactive intervention is key. Folks can have good days, folks can have bad days, but the fact that we know that a lot of folks experience more of those concerns in pregnancy helps us to recognize that maybe we need to intervene in pregnancy too to prevent more of postpartum concerns. 
Definitely. So normalizing the experience of pregnancy across the board for all women, it's not going to look the same. The last question I have to ask you is what about if there's a feeling of guilt that comes up for women because they are not enjoying being pregnant? Any thoughts on this and then how a woman can just let go of the guilt? Yeah. You know, something that I've thought about more when it comes to whether it's mental health concerns in pregnancy or after pregnancy is, you know, taking charge of your mental health and recognizing these symptoms, intervening by saying, gosh, I didn't think I would need this, but maybe I need to call a therapist or, you know, I'm really scared to do this, but I'm going to reach out to a mom's group. That to me says that you're taking your well-being seriously and you're taking care of your baby seriously as well. What's there to be guilty about for that? That's the ideal, isn't it? To better take care of yourself so you can better take care of your child too. I think that stigma that I mentioned before really skews our notion of that and makes it seem like admitting to having symptoms or going to seek help is a bad thing. It's actually quite confusing to me. I think that if you are taking these symptoms seriously and intervening, what you're saying with that is my health is serious, is in a really important right now because I am either birthing a child or taking care of a child. Exactly. And I love, it's such a powerful reframe whenever we can release the guilt and just say, it's okay for me to take care of myself. I'm also taking care of baby. I'm allowed to have these emotions. Mm -hmm. Dr. Shana, thank you so much for coming on and just providing such affirming messaging to women around their pregnancy. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And if, if people want to follow up with you and connect with you, where would be the best place for them to do that? Yeah. So in general, it might be easy to find me at my website, drshana.com. But if you're more on social, I'm often on Instagram and you can follow me at Dr. Shana. Wonderful. Dr. Shana, thank you so much again. And for all the work that you're doing, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Definitely. And for everyone tuning in, whether you're listening or watching, we just want to continue to normalize the journey of being pregnant, of having a child. We hope that you have enjoyed this information today. Please don't forget to share this episode with someone who may benefit or needs this added affirmation and also rate our podcast on Apple iTunes so that more people can find us and we can share our messaging. Thanks so much as always for tuning in here at Calm cool and connected.